Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Loveline with neo-feminist entrepreneur and talk show host Amber Rose. I'm going to be talking about sex, relationships, and self-confidence. Everything from sexual curiosity to self-empowerment. Amber is joined by certified sex therapist Dr. Chris Donahue. I'll be talking about my own personal experiences and answering intimate questions from fans. This is Loveline with Amber Rose. Hey, you're listening to Loveline with Amber Rose and Dr. Chris. What's up, Dr. Chris? Hey, how's it going? Good, babe. How was your week? Uh, it was it was intense. It was? What yes. happened? Um, it's not going to be as dramatic as you might expect, because I know how you find my life. Oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> but um, my household is on like day 30 of vegan and sugar-free. So there's attitudes flying around. There's attitudes. <laughs> there's mourning the loss of <laughs> late night snacking. Mm, so you can't, can you not snack late night no, when you're we, vegan? No, I, I, I can. It, it was this whole thing where I realized that I wasn't taking care of myself. I was starting to feel really tired and worn out and um, my skin was breaking out whenever I ate dairy or a lot of sugar. Mm, I can see that. It was just time to kind of make some changes. I have, a, I have a big summer. I have some projects coming up that I'm a part of. Mm, excuse you. Getting that skin <laughs> together. Okay. Um, but it's been really interesting because I was vegan for 14 years, and it's kind of like going back to something politically and spiritually that was important to me. Okay. That's good. Yeah. But good it's a reorganization you. in some ways of, you know, just your lifestyle that I was so comfortable with. For sure. Um, I didn't do anything this week. <laughs> You've been belly dancing. Um, I had, well, yeah, well, it's, it's actually world dance okay. for your information. Sorry about it. Um, and, um, it's African, uh, soca, Latin, Indian. So it's a lot of, a lot of cool different dances that my, um, dancing teacher kind of like mixes up. It's really cool. And our producer comes with me. Yo, I want to go. Because you have to go. I've, I've been doing, I've been doing the same gym workout for like 20 years. And if I do like this curl motion one more time, one more day of my life, I'm going to throw Yeah. Come to dance class. I need something new. I need to shake my body in a different way. Cause you were showing me that one pose mm -hmm. where you were like standing up to the reggae music and you were doing like some kind of ballet, like right. thrust thing. That's cool. Different muscles. Um, I just want to say today I'm extremely excited because we have a very, very special guest. It's special, special. Special OD special. <laughs> RuPaul is in the building. Yes. Can I tell you, I I literally do remember you in the B-52s video. Oh, wow. Oh, Love Shaq. fuck. Yeah. That was legendary. That was a long time ago. Long time. It was 1989. <laughs> but that is like burned in my brain. You popped out in the video and it was like, you cannot forget that. Yeah. What did she say in that song? Did you ever find out? Because I don't, says, I don't know. Tin Roof Rusted. Tin Roof Rusted. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And see, I, I, I knew the B-52s from living in Atlanta all those years because we were in all these bands uh, in Midtown Atlanta emulating what their success mm. so they um, they sort of nurtured us along the way when we finally ended up in New York City 
and asked us to be in in the video. That's Great. so dope. Yeah. That's Iconic. so fucking cool. Iconic them and you and that. Yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. Um, I'm super excited for you to be here, Rue. Um, I always support you in everything that you do. We're absolutely obsessed. We were like... I was so nervous. Really? Yeah. Why? You're the first person that made me nervous. Honestly, uh. no offense to anyone we've had on prior to you. Uh. Um, I think you're smart. Huh? Yeah. Well, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> I don't think so. You're actually one of the people whose interviews I actually read to hear your thoughts on things. And your critical theory lens and social justice perspective is always really beautiful. That's very kind of you. I, you know, I think I talk too much. I think that I ramble on too much, you know. And I, you know, and actually, you know, when you get into business and you want to sell products, mm -hmm. you have to remember, you know, don't talk so much because you want to sell to everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, you guys were talking um, uh, talking about something earlier about something controversial. And I was thinking, you know, I I've got to remember to not be such a loud mouth because I don't want to alienate anyone, mm. you know. But I feel right. compelled to talk about things that are, are, especially in this day and age, you know. Oh, so. my mouth gets me in the trouble as well. Really? Do you, does anyone ever say, Amber, come on? You yes, gotta, every yep. podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, there's Amber, kind of shut comment. the fuck up and just not say something for <laughs> once. Every week, Google Alerts is blowing up with yeah. something that she said. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever regret <laughs> saying certain things? I don't regret saying certain things, but I do, you know, our podcast was live before we did Facebook live. So mm -hmm. when something's live, you really can't take a moment to think about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Especially when we get live callers. Um, we actually had a question um, and I got kind of like a lot of shit for it. Someone asked if I would date a bisexual guy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, no, I don't think so. I don't really think that's like my preference, mm -hmm. although I'm not against it or anything yeah. like that. It's just yeah. not personally my preference. And the whole bisexual community came at me and they were very disappointed and stuff mm. like that because I am sex positive and I love the LGBT community. But um, I was just like, shit, I already got to deal with, you know, my boyfriend's cheating on me with girls. Now I got to think about them <laughs> fucking their friends when they go to the bar and shit. Like, you know, and they got mad at me. And right. I think that my my... You know, I never say it in a malicious way. Right. No, if it's but, coming from a place of love, then you have yeah. nothing to worry about. I think that a lot of people out there are looking for a reason to just talk and complain mm -hmm. about stuff, you know? So, you you know, especially being in the public eye, you understand that um, uh, there's certain uh, lick, licks you have to take, you know? There's certain sort of you mm -hmm. know, lashings you have to take that a lot of times there may be some credence to it, but for the most part, people, it's just... Birds just so I'm learning that now. Both of you have had a large following for length of time with people listening. Mine's starting to grow, and I'm I'm starting to learn that that if you have enough people listening, you are going to at least upset one or two people, mm -hmm. and that no matter how thoughtful and compassionate you try to be, there will be someone that will feel marginalized or oppressed, and you just can't go around apologizing to everyone. You right. can't, babe, and right. you can't, and you can't. You can't respond to everyone. Right. You got to let motherfuckers be in their feelings mm -hmm. and get over it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because you can't be like this right. oh, all I day. Because as a therapist, I'm a therapist. I'm a sex therapist and psychologist. And so I'm trained to be that caretaking. Where it's right. like, let's unpack what happened. I want you to understand <laughs> right. I wasn't yeah. attempting to marginalize. This is me on Twitter. <laughs> 50 second tweet, I'm still processing with them. And now on a point where I put on my Instagram something like, I, I try to lead with, I try to work on liberation, compassion, social justice. And if you're upset, my work just isn't for you. Right. This just right. isn't the right place for you. Yeah. I'm going to give you a great story, 
real quick and i'm gonna tell you and this story just shows you how much people don't give a fuck right so i'm running to this girl in the atlanta airport and she's like oh my god it's amber rose girl i seen you on on russell simmons um reality show this was years ago mm-hmm. and i remember watching that show and i was like oh the way they they edit me it made me look so horrible right Mm -hmm. and so i sat there and i and that's all she said to me but then i started to explain myself to this girl and she didn't ask me anything about that right Mm -hmm. so i was like yeah you know i was on that show and the way they edit me it was just you know it really wasn't who i am as a person (laughs) and you know i'm actually a really nice girl and they kind of made me look super bitchy she was like bitch <laughs> I didn't ask for all your, that. No, you know what she said? You're famous and you got money. Uh-huh. You're in a well off position than uh-huh. I am. So uh-huh. don't sit here and try to tell me what the fuck right. you look like on TV. Uh huh. Uh huh. You understand? I do. I and so she, do. you know, and I really sat down. I was like, she's right. Mm-hmm. No one really gives a shit. She, people can sit there like this and type all day and say, but they're really not thinking about it right. all day. You are on. A national podcast mm-hmm. talking to RuPaul. You're with me. You're super popping. You have a following, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you don't have to really explain yourself to anyone because they really are, aren't stopping their life to really give a yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm right. telling you, it's this therapeutic background thing I'm trying to shake off. Where it was just always been so important to me to uh, do work that was liberatory mm-hmm. and enhance self-esteem. And so, yeah, I'm slowly trying to kind of let that go, but it's been inspiring to watch. But it. you also understand that there is a balance, especially if you're in the public eye, and this is for everyone, even if you're not in the public eye, is trying to find that balance, a, a spiritual balance, so that you understand what's really real and what's just disposable talk 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 mm-hmm. and a lot of times you know i don't even I, I rarely block people on twitter anymore what i like to do is just mute them because i use tweet deck and that mm-hmm. allows you to mute because i don't want to give them the satisfaction of knowing that i then know they, they screenshot exist. that you block them <laughs> they'd be like oh Bruce saw me exactly <laughs> right. exactly I love so it. you know uh and Covert then when, punishing exactly so <laughs> but when i do go to mute these people who say some really awful things they have like 11 followers mm. Four followers, mm. so you realize they're in some basement in the middle or of nowhere, page. or right, right, and you realize, oh, this is just someone who wants to be heard and seen because they don't have a lot of that, mm-hmm. you know, and they, and they see us as someone, you know, who are Teflon who can just take it. But also, a word of advice to anybody out there is that if your message is coming from a place of love and not maliciousness, mm-hmm. you have nothing to worry about. Well, right. this is interesting. It's funny you just said about the, this idea that we have that we have Teflon wrapped around us. When me and Amber, and I brought this up many times on the podcast, so those that have heard this a thousand times, bear with me. But when we were doing the Facebook Live, <clears throat> people are writing in, and me and Amber lovingly are trying to read everything and make people feel engaged, and we have people on the phone. And some of the comments were things like, damn, Chris, you have the shiniest forehead I've ever seen. Oh, my and it's goodness. Like, that is what you took the time to write yeah. in publicly to right. us? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's, listen, it's a whole, it's a whole thing, right? They do that because they want you to be like, oh, so and so said, I have yeah. a shiny form. Yeah. Because they know out of a million positive comments, the one negative and one is going to stick out to you. You're right. You're right. And that's why keeping a balance, a spiritual practice, whether it's meditation or, or, or exercise or whatever, to keep you 
in line with the source, mm-hmm. whatever the source mm-hmm. is. And I don't even, I don't, we don't have to put a name on it. I don't know if it's your, if it's your higher power, your God or whatever, but when you are connected to the source, you aren't, you aren't so moved to, to, uh, it's shaken. You, if that's your foundation. Because you transcended You've such transcended things. all of that yeah. stuff. So you, if you are the, I'm not, I'm not Christian, I'm not religious, but if you are the child of God, then there's nothing, you're unshakable, you're yeah. unchangeable, you're beautiful, and that's the end of the story. Yeah, the right. most beautiful thing I heard from a psychologist, Buddhist writer was that uh, most of the mental health issues that we work on, we're trying to fix them and fix them, and that true mental health is just transcending yes. most of those concerns. Yes, you know, absolutely, because all this is temporary. Yeah. It's all you know, and, and even these tweets and all this talk, 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 bah, 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 you know, just water off a duck's back. You know. So, what is your spiritual practice? Can I ask? Well, I you know I get up in the morning and I'm at an age where I have to stretch. I actually have had to stretch every morning for the past twenty years because I'm tall. And so those I've, shoes. Yeah. And well, okay. the shoes are not a, never really? been a problem for me. Really? Ne- high heels have never been a problem. Even when I was a child oh. walking in my sister, never a problem. But I stretch in the morning. I, I pray. Like I said, I'm not religious. I'm not a Christian or any. I'm the religion. same way, Rue. I pray. I'm the same way. And because, you know, the mm-hmm. act of prayer, when you get down on your, and even if you just say two words, if you just say, dear God, um, that disarms your ego and allows all of that ego stuff to just fall away. Then after I stretch and pray, I will meditate. Now I'll just sit up and I get up very early in the morning, like four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'll sit up and uh, cross my legs and I'll say this. I got this from the TV show Westworld. I'll say analysis and immediately my body relaxes. That's so fucking cool. I just And I just let the thoughts just fall. Um, flow through like a river and I'm sitting on the bank of a river just watching them just watching them go by but I'm not dipping my foot in to just sort of deal with them I'm just being um, conscious of being conscious I love that oh that's so cool I'm trying I just visualize that with you like letting all the negative Mm -hmm. you know everything just go by in a river and just let it go and not try to catch it or have any feelings about it that's that's great. I love that. What I've started to do is <clears throat> collect um, different icons or symbols of different spiritual backgrounds and place them in different parts of my house so that I bump into them. Yeah. And I'm reminded, like while in the kitchen, there's like Kwan Yin mm-hmm. sitting there and I'm like, oh yes, compassion. Oh, I love that. And I have like uh, Ganesh in the living room and I bump it. I'm like, oh yes, allow transformation. Like I have to. It's so cool. Because our world is so derailing at times. And yeah. so you have to have these, these uh, symbols that ground you and remind you of who you're trying to be. Do you have Baba Ganesh in the refrigerator? <laughs> <laughs> Just hummus. <laughs> Just on my shirt. That was amazing. Um, and you know what? So I get I get a lot of phone calls because the, you know, especially from girls, so they know I'm a feminist, and I'm like, uh, "Thank you, Ann." Um, and I have a really strong mind. I don't let the bullshit get to me, right? So I try to you know uplift them and make them feel better if they're you know nude pictures came out on the internet or like you know a little video came out like a sex video or mm. something like that or whatever. And, you know, and I talked to them and I'm like, listen, it seems like a big deal right now because you're right in the middle of the storm. Next week, somebody's going to do something stupid. Mm-hmm. It's going to be all over the Internet and no one's going to talk about you right. anymore. Yeah. And that's what, Dr. Chris, you have to think about when people are coming at your neck. 
People don't talk about what I said before. Right. It's true. They're over it. <laughs> that's yeah. also because you're dropping uh, <laughs> problematic gems every week. So I mean, I'm with, saying that's I, what you got to do. Thing. So here's the thing. No matter, what with other say, facts. no matter what I ever say, she will have said something more powerful and she's more famous. And so it'll always bury what I said <laughs> on the podcast. Literally. There's a couple times where I wait for Google or to maybe have grabbed onto the one fucked up thing I said. <laughs> yeah. Sure enough, it's replaced with Amber shops at the Westfield Mall. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm good. I'm totally good. Last week I said it's okay to fuck dogs but amber shops at the mall and that got the attention so we're solid (laughs) moving on wait do you 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 use google alert i do i should probably turn it off please turn it off jesus all right fine (laughs) y'all i just i you're 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 literally welcoming all the negativity the original intention was my pr said you should just be aware of what's going on i agree with you now turn it off because it is negative she stuff. is a goddamn lie don't listen well, to her she was at your party last week well listen her. you're fired if you listen no. but no but i'm saying it brings negativity so now what i do like with my social media i put it out into the universe and i just let it be mm-hmm. and i don't look at no comments i don't look at all the negativity you know ball-headed bitch mm. that's why you know your husband left you you know you never got your body back after the baby i've seen so much negative stuff but i'm just like child you guys are miserable and i'm popping (laughs) right you know and i don't even look at that stuff anymore yeah you know the term um uh i don't have time for the people who hate me i'm too busy loving the people who love me Mm -hmm. and it's an interesting focus to put it there because um and it goes back to the balance thing you know if somebody says that you're um Um, beautiful believe them if someone says that you're ugly do not believe them and it's a healthy denial because again going back to this idea if you are if you are god in drag on this planet experiencing humanity then um that you can do no wrong and and i'm saying that across the board even the horrible people ask talk about if why if there's a god why do we have blind people or people starving if you look at at the universe or earth uh and you see Think of it as just a playground, an experience, and we're all spirits who come here to experience humanity. Right. Good, bad, ugly, evil, all of it, you know, because ultimately when we leave here, we are unchanged. So even whatever horrible thing could happen to you in this experience, which you may or may not have chosen, like a menu coming to an right. amusement park saying, Or oh, you weren't born like that. Yeah. Right. Or or if we're spirits and we say, Oh, like we get a menu and say, and says, What do you want to do this time? Oh, I want to be, I want to be a princess or I want to be a king or I want to be this. After a while, you'd get bored after you keep coming back to the same thing. She said, you know what? Mix it up for me. Actually, make it random so that I don't know what I'm going to get. Right. Because I know that once I leave this park or this earth, I'll be unchanged. I'm the same. I Nothing can change me. Mm-hmm. So if you keep coming back here to experience um, humanity... Um, then there is no right or wrong. You know, it's just experience. That doesn't mean we can't help people or if you feel moved to help people who are, are, you know, but if you look at it that way, then you can, you don't have to take it to goddamn seriously. Damn, Rue. That's a song. You need to make that Dropping gems. Man, Rue came on the podcast dropping gems. (laughs) Um, We actually have our first phone call. Chloe is on the line. Hey, Chloe. Chloe. Hi, Amber. Hi, Dr. Chris. Hey. Hi, Ruth. Hey. Hey. Having me. Of course. What's your question? So, the guy I've been dating for the last four months, he masturbates like two, three times a day, but he probably only wants to have sex with me like three times a week. 
Mm-hmm. And I kind of can't help but feel like he's not attracted to me. Um, are there other options in here? Are there things like that I'm not seeing? Because I've talked to him about it, and he says, like, he just kind of likes how the lighting helps, like, cover imperfections, and there's, like, no sense, and it's, like, easier to get off on porn, but... I was... I was actually in a situation like that before and I got the fuck out of there because I was just like, not to shame him or anything that he's into, personally for me, um, it made me very uncomfortable that I would like, you know, get out the shower and then just go look over and the porn's on and he's, you know, masturbating constantly. Um, It just made me, it made me feel very uncomfortable and I wasn't with that. Dr. Chris? I, yeah, I, I understand. Look, I sympathize. It's difficult when we don't feel attracted to our partners. But I don't, I don't see that as necessarily the case. I mean, he did make this reference to lighting and the pornography, but leaving that outside of it, everyone has a different comfort level of um, partner engagement sexually. And some people are mm-hmm. more solo sex-based and have maybe more of a, a little bit of an avoidant personality style in terms of intimacy. And that's the beauty of masturbation and pornography is they can have a like comprehensive, holistic sex life. So I understand that you wanna have sex maybe more than three times a week. You can talk to him about maybe trying to prioritize sex with you and let him know how it feels. Um, but again, you know, we're learning now that sexual orientation is far bigger than just the gender you're interested in. It's also themes and environments and smells and sounds. And some people we're learning are more um, asexual or more solo sexual and so it's also about just learning to meet your partner where he's at right yeah i just want to add this chloe you know most young men today have been domesticated through pornography and so uh, they, there's a whole parallel universe that they live uh with with the the, the sort of vernacular of pornography and it's very difficult to transfer that on to someone that you love in an intimate setting so you know that's that's why prostitutes have been in business since day one of Mm -hmm. people on this planet because you know it's very difficult to tell your partner hey honey um bring home a live chicken tonight (laughs) right because i want to get you have no idea how true that is you should have been here a couple weeks ago with the caller that's very true (laughs) and it's very hard to to cross over with someone who you have an intimate really intimate relationship with so you know chloe i would just ask him if he could why doesn't he do do his porn stuff on his own where you, you don't have to be right. there or in front of you. And then you guys create your own st- other storyline uh, together. And um, you know right. you know what I mean? Let me highlight what, what Ruth said because that was really beautiful and powerful. Don't shame the porn use as much as ask for a space where it's the two of you and maybe ask not have to encounter the porn use. But yeah, right. I mean, you nailed it. That's I what... guess it's just because I would like to have sex more often with him and I feel like it impedes upon that like mm-hmm. because he just masturbated like before I got home with porn oh, I would be like, pissed I would be pissed yeah. girl I'm not gonna lie I to know. you it's just we live I would in be our mad. culture prioritizes and over legitimizes partnered sex as though that's the right way and so it's understandable that you've internalized some of that it's appropriate no, to want so. more sex I don't totally. think so no I think that she has a right to have an attitude because she comes home from work and she wants to fuck and he already <laughs> busted a nut before she got there yes I feel like thank it's, you Amber yeah I it's just upsetting. feel like I feel like it's selfish if not, mm-hmm. if partnered sex is not as arousing for him as it is for her, not everyone. Don't be in a relationship then. If you oh, know that you're, the answer, if you know, 
you can masturbate early in the day, right? right? And then save all the juice back up for when your woman comes home because you know that she wants to fuck. Yeah, sure. It's like coming home knowing that that, that fried chicken that was from that was gonna <laughs> waiting for you and that motherfucker has already eaten that chicken. Right, but ate it <laughs> right before you got home. He's looking at his fingers right. when you walk in the door. <laughs> That's horrible. Saying, sorry you were late. I ate already. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, Chloe, it's tough. Look, it, you know, when two people come together, it's about trying to make your sexualities align and become congruent. And we're just learning it's far more complex than than that. But good luck. Have a talk with them, man. Good luck. Okay. Thank I, you. I, I Thanks, love Chloe. food metaphors, Ruth. I love that. <laughs> I try to use them all the time. Usually it's donut-based, though, not chicken. Like, mine tend to be somehow about donuts in some capacity. I don't know why chicken came up in both of my analogies. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> But it's true. It's not like he ate the chicken in the morning because right. he woke up hungry. He ate yeah. it right when she walked in the door, knowing damn well that she wanted that, wanted chicken. that chicken. And so, you know, you, she should have like said to him, motherfucker, you better get in there and fry some more oh, chicken. Okay. Yeah, or go down the street and get some you more. You better save up them juices, Exactly. Man. Um, exactly. Let's talk about something that happened that's dear to uh, Loveline's heart, which is body shaming, fat shaming specifically. And one of my besties, by the way, I call <clears throat> her my... my uh, oh, that's true. You guys did that video together. Yeah. The video. And I stumbled upon that you're talking about on her show uh-huh it was yeah. we did too oh you did too we did both seasons together me and amy mm-hmm. i was watching it one day it was on in the background and i happened to look up and there's amber sitting at the table uh-huh. i don't remember what the funny was. thing so i met her i went to go watch her um do stand up amy schumer yeah yes. amy schumer yes uh a few years ago and i was a huge fan and i i went to the owner of the club and i was like can I introduce Amy on stage? That would be fucking epic. And he was like, hell yeah. So I get on there and she gets on stage. She's like, I really fucking made it because Amber Rose just introduced (laughs) me on stage. And then we just exchanged numbers and just became so close. Now we have the same agents, the same agency. So yeah, so we do a lot of things together, but she's so awesome. They try to fat shame my girl. Yeah, something like uh, she was on the cover of In Style in a bathing suit, doing her thing. And then... This is the kicker. It was um, a swimsuit designer who slammed her saying, what was the quote? Not, oh, um, but, 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 where is it? I think it's at the bottom. Uh, oh, in the middle right there. Owner South Shore somewhere. Yeah, but where does it say? Not everyone should be in a swimsuit. Hmm. Swimwear is not just, oh, not everyone should be in a swimsuit is basically a comment. And she put a vomit emoji. Hmm. <clears throat> What a bitch. But here's the kicker. She follows up though and defends it with the whole, but it's freedom of speech, which means mm-hmm. I'm exempt from caring about compassionately knowing how my statements land mm-hmm. on someone and all that. And this, what I want, what I love about this, this brought up something that happened in my office. So in my clinical practice, you, you hope, you assume, maybe we don't, you, that you go to see a therapist that they might have an awareness of how some of the things in the office are going to make people feel or impact them. Mm-hmm. So we have magazines sitting out and all the magazines were like, the magazine said like, you know, prettiest people in the world. And it's like a thin blonde white girl. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I have clients that come in that are struggling with all sorts of things, feeling okay in the world because of sexual identity, gender, body, disability, whatever. So I sat down with my colleagues and I said to them, you know, it's really important to me and the clients I see that our waiting room just represents diversity in some form. Mm-hmm. We just have magazines of all different kinds, but they're sitting there. My client that's coming in, feeling bad about her body out in the world, holding the magazine with Jennifer Aniston, who's great on the cover saying she's the most beautiful woman. And they said the same thing. You're trying to censor us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, it's fucking compassion. Right. Like mm-hmm. care that someone feels bad. Right. 
It's, Listen, Amy, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, 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 no. I know it's a, it's a sticky situation because even with what we just said earlier, Amy's a, a, a um, you know, a, a public figure, and people say things. Now, of course, the woman who said this is the the manufacturer or designer of a swimwear line. The you know, obviously, the best way to get back at her is just to not buy her her swimwear. Hello. You know, mm-hmm. but um, but. On Amy's side, you know, I'm sure she's taken a lot of hits over the years from people. I don't know if it hurt her feelings. Did this article say that she was hurt by it? No, she did I'm in sure. Amy's style. She, well, she had to feel bad, but she came back with a tr- standard Amy, confident, fuck you kind of thing. Right. Good, as she should, right. but she's also a human being. I yeah. would get my feelings hurt as well. You know, I would feel some type of way because... You know, what is she supposed to dress like a fucking nun on right. the beach? Well, here's right. the follow-up She's not comment. supposed to wear a swimsuit? The designer said, I'm not anti-inclusive, nor am I anti-plus size. All I said was not everyone should be in a swimsuit on the cover bitch, of a magazine. Bitch, shut the fuck mm. up. What mm. is her name? What's this bitch's name? Is it Dana Douglas? What is Dana, it? Dana Duggan, Duggan South Shore Swimwear. Girl, bye. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Girl, bye. I agree with you, though. Boycott. That's the way. Put your... Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that would be it. But, um... I don't know. I don't know why everybody feels they have a, the need to comment yes, on everything. Right. It's like, I don't know. We, we raised a generation of, of young people who feel that it's their role to make a comment on every, everything in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, a woman on the cover of InStyle magazine saying, saying something like that about this person. It's not nice. It's not nice. No, it's not nice. And you know what um, I love about Amy is that she fucking eats. She eats food. I eat food. I don't feel bad about that Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Like, people will always be... Listen, I grew up in Philly. I grew up on cheesesteaks, tasty cakes, Mm -hmm. Philly pretzels, pork sandwiches. You know, (laughs) like, that's my shit. That's my culture. (laughs) That's how I grew up, right? So now that I live in L.A., you know, I still will eat the same things just in moderation, Mm -hmm. right? Because I'm getting older. Wait, wait, you're not finding soft pretzels out here, are you? Um, well, Rita's Water Ice has it in the, they have it in the summertime. They're from Philly. They're from Philly. Get your life together. That is iconic Philly. Where, where is Rita's? There's one right here in this plaza around the corner. Uh Okay. (laughs) And every summer they bring them pretzels back and, uh, mother is over there. And I, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, you know, like I, I, I don't feel bad about that. I don't feel like I have to you know be super skinny because i live in hollywood Mm -hmm. i'm very comfortable i have cellulite all over my legs and my ass Mm. that shit is not going anywhere no matter how much weight i lose no matter how much you know i work out in the gym i dance every fucking day it's just how some women are built and shout out to amy schumer man she she looks absolutely amazing um i i love that she did a nude shoot as well with like her little rolls from her stomach uh-huh, out, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. it looks so cool. I gotta tell you, I love a fat ass, and I, <laughs> I really do. Just stop there. That was all you needed to say. I, just, <laughs> I do. I and I, and I, I, I'm gonna say I, I, I love cellulite too. Yeah. I do. I and it's kind of nastier to me. Mm. It makes mm. it nastier, and I, I, I'm just gonna say it. I, it, it turns me you on. You like it nasty? I do. Yeah. I like because it, it's human. You know what? I grew up. I grew up outside of the Matrix. My mind. I never. I made a, a point at about 13 that I was never gonna join the Matrix, and 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 so you know, I kept my what I like um, pure to what my own heart desired so mm-hmm. my aesthetic in terms of what um what i like about men or what i like about women 
is 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 purely my own, and so I'm. You I feel know, the same way, bro. So magazines are, you know, I'm not into just the buff thing. I, I appreciate it or whatever, but I like humanity. I like I like kind of the imperfections mm -hmm. about people the yeah. most. You know, beautiful. God, I love you, Rue. You're the shit, man. Rue likes it nasty. It is. When that shit be clapping. Oh, yes. trust me. We talked about this. Yes. I'm not mad at it. I, I'm with Boy, you Boy, I'll tell you, man. Listen. <laughs> and when I see girls, like, you know, I I would say that I, I can get turned on by any gender. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, to see a woman that, that's just full-figured, yeah just natural with the cellulite and the mm -hmm. hips and the ass it's very very sexy to me i find yeah. it extremely sexy yeah sometimes i'll see a girl um, a woman who has you know clearly trying to cover up and in my mind i'm thinking bitch you should be in spandex oh you should be, i want to see all of that okay <laughs> <laughs> i love her <laughs> is courtney on the lineup hey, we got a call hey courtney hi amber hi dr chris hey, hey. we got rupaul here too Hey, RuPaul. It's so nice to meet you. Hi. <laughs> What's going on, babe? What's your question? Um, so I kind of have a weird question, I guess. Um, and I'm going to start off by saying I don't masturbate. I have before. I get absolutely nothing out of it. Okay. Um, it's not exciting for me. I've tried different things. I've tried toys on myself. Nothing happens. It's just, you know, it's kind of blah. So I'm currently in a relationship as well. Sex is amazing. I love the partner I'm with. We're in a uh, we're in a great relationship. You know, he does everything right. The only problem is I've never been able to have an orgasm, and nobody else has ever made me have an orgasm before. I don't know what it feels like, and I want to be able to finish. How old are you? Um, so I'm just I'm 21. Girl, bye. I'm about to hang <laughs> up on your ass. <laughs> Babe, you listen, there's women in their late 30s and 40s that never had an orgasm. It's just you have to be in tune with your body. You are so young. It'll come in time. You're not the, when you start making the ugly faces and you stop trying to be cute <laughs> in the bed with your man, then you'll probably have an orgasm. Yeah, you know, it's also Go ahead. Go on. Oh, I was, I was just going to say, traditionally, the women that orgasm the strongest and the earliest are ones that masturbate or started masturbating very early on. But how can I start getting into masturbating? Because I've tried it. Yeah. And I've tried watching porn. I've tried, you know, I get as comfortable as I can. And it. I feel like I'm asexual when it comes to masturbating. Mm. This porn does not turn you on? or I mean... I get pretty much into like gangbang porn. That's my favorite. How long? How long? I when like gangbang porn too. Actually. Cream pies. Mm -hmm. When you've tried masturbating, how long do you usually give yourself? About twenty minutes. Yeah, you got to go way longer. Mm -hmm. You got to be willing. Yeah, 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 for sure. Twenty minutes. Look, <clears throat> a lot of people don't realize this, but for the vaginal area and the anatomy to fully get prepared for just intercourse, it can take some people up to forty-five minutes to be able to even receive oh a God. penis. And so you're not even giving your body enough time to get to the tightened level of arousal. And so if you're quitting after 20 minutes, it's too soon. You and you know what you can do as well? Instead of just starting to touch yourself initially when you're watching porn, just watch it for a while. 
before you even okay. start foreplay with yourself before you touch yourself yeah just watch it for a while and then you know you'll start getting turned on and then you'll be like okay you know maybe i could start touching myself now right and there's something else i wanted to add too um i was thinking about dr chris whenever i brought up this opinion to my boyfriend i was mm-hmm. like well let's try sex toys let's you know let's give it a, let's give it a try um because what can't hurt and he absolutely hated the idea of that sex toys and he said it would make him feel insecure Ugh. but see Listen, listen, listen. What I want you to do is I want you to prioritize your sexuality, have empathy that he's threatened by it. But what I usually explain to guys that come to my office and say that is I explain, you're holding the sex toy. It becomes an extension of you. You're using it on them. You're deciding maybe which toy, how deep, how hard. But I want you to prioritize your orgasm. He's kind of derailing that from you. Don't let, right. his, don't let his, you know, insecurities throw you off but you need to you need to try masturbating longer than 20 minutes yeah and okay. i just i want to i want to add this too you know it's really about creating a, a storyline or a narrative for yourself you said you liked gangbang porn but you know if you had an imagine if you imagine yourself in that situation or you imagine yourself as the uh, uh as the aggressor in that situation it's creating a storyline and, and fi- it's like, like a combination lock where you go a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. And when you find that right combination in terms of a storyline, that's when you hit that sweet spot. You know what I mean? So you, you don't, right. don't be a quitter. <laughs> You're a quitter. <laughs> you got to stick with it. Stick you know, with it. I, I have a, um, I, I had a friend years ago um, and she, you know, we always were very open about like, you know, talking about porn and sex and stuff like that. And um, she was like, Am, you know, I actually came upon a porn that was girls strapping up with dildos mm-hmm. and fucking guys like in the ass. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it was crazy because like, that's my shit now. Like yeah. that's what turns me on. Although she never did it in real life. I don't know if she did it by now, but it kind of just became her thing to watch after because she explored the internet and she explored the websites and she figured out that, you know, initially maybe she liked the gangbang porn, but then mm-hmm. she watched that and it was like, she was enlightened. Yeah. You know it's what I mean? It's interesting because once you let the um, the judgment away, I don't know how um, she, this girl here has been raised, but once you explore areas that you your culture never allowed you to explore, that's when you can find that sweet spot. And mm-hmm. no judgment, you know. Yeah. Also with a partner, it's it's also great when you could be with someone who who doesn't judge you in any kind of way, who says, you know what, be your freak ass self if you want to. Right. You know? yeah. Well, because we've been, yeah, most of us have been raised to believe that um, we should be turned on by penetration exactly. with one partner of the opposite sex right. at 9 a.m. after showering yes. on our back in the sunlight. Oh, right. my God. Right? Okay. Now, <laughs> if you look at porn, you notice that there's no videos made about that because that's not what most people are really aroused by. And so, you know, the point is it takes some time to explore because I've had some clients where they came in and they said sex isn't fun. And then when they finally found someone who's into something kinky or fetishy or BDSM, they're like, now that yeah. was what was missing. Right. 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 So, yeah. So as RuPaul said, you're a quitter. Yeah. <laughs> you got to hang in Don't quit. I'm a quitter. <laughs> yeah. Don't quit, girl. Don't Good quit. luck. All right. Thank you so much. All right, thank Thanks, you guys Courtney. so Bye. much. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back to Love Line with Amber Rose. So, Rue, I have a question for you because mm. you said, you you know, when you 
look at women with cellulite it's like nasty or sexy or mm-hmm. stuff like that do you um do you have you ever dated women before i never have no i never have uh oh, wow. you know i in fact i was a late bloomer i was a virgin until i was 18 years old mm. and i was i grew up in a house with all women and i was i was just really to myself and I, you know you see me on tv and i'm very extrovert i'm really uh, an introvert masquerading as an extrovert and so I was always very um, you know and I was telling somebody this earlier today um, my parents were so crazy hillbilly country fighting and fussing that where, uh, where are you from originally? I'm from San Diego but my, oh. my folks are from Louisiana okay and uh they were they were absolutely horrible. <laughs> they were horrible. <laughs> they were just not. They were so self absorbed that um, I just never felt comfortable with people. I don't trust people, you know. And I can pretend. I can be on TV and say, "Hello, how are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, what are you wearing? Oh my God, that's so great!" I could do all that stuff. Because you're uh, an entertainer. Yes. Yes. But in an intimate situation, and I'm also very Scorpio. I um, I'm very um, introverted, so you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so you just never looked at women sexually ever. I know I look at them sexually, absolutely. I've just never had sex with another woman. Got it. A woman. Got I it. said another woman. <laughs> another another woman. And, and was New York then? And like when you left, you left San Diego, and went to New York. I left San Diego when I was 15 because uh, my sister was moving to Atlanta, Georgia. So I moved with her to Atlanta, Georgia, and found my tribe in yeah. Atlanta and yeah. performing arts school. And then after years of being in bands and performing in clubs in Atlanta, I moved to New York City. That's when it all in happened, the 80s. Right? Yeah, yeah. The freedom. Right. And great. you yeah. recently just got married. Got married to the to the man that I my, the love That's of my awesome. life. Congratulations. Um, we have been. I met him twenty three years ago Whoa. at Limelight on the dance floor. Damn. That's so cool. Yeah, and he is just lovely. Oh, he is the he's my favorite person I've ever met on this Aww. planet. He really is. No <laughs> no joke. You're making Amber a little gel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and now, and now, um, That's so awesome. limelight's like a gap or something. Yeah, it is. Right? It's, so, it's, it's, hey. It's, it's, well, all of New York, you know, even actually going back to Atlanta now, it's like going to, it's like growing up with someone, childhood friends, you were close and, and know everything about them. And then that person had a sexual reassignment surgery. Got it. That's what, and when I go back to Atlanta, I know, I know this, I know this place. I know every square inch of that city, but it has completely changed. Wow. Yeah, completely. That's how Philly is too, though. Yeah. Were you from South Philly? I'm from South Philly. Was that a rough neighborhood? It was. Uh-huh. But so people that never been to Philly before, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I grew up on Broad and Ellsworth, you know, the uh, probably until I was like six, seven. Then I moved to 12th and Ellsworth. And they're like, oh, that's nice around there. Girl, they got them big houses. Yeah. And, them. and I'm not like, then. not <laughs> in the not 90s. It was, you going past going <laughs> any souther, souther, going more south than South Street was like scary. Uh-huh. And Ellsworth yeah. is well beyond South Street. South Street is like right. the hip block. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Punk rock town. And oh like you were... No, uh-huh. it was definitely a very, very rough neighborhood. We, um, I grew up on top of a corner store um, Chinese restaurant where you get the little chicken wings and mm-hmm, shit in the hood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's like where I grew up. But you go around there now and they, they built it up yeah. so nice. I mean, yeah. it really is so nice around there now. Even the East Village where I lived for a while, when mm-hmm. I got there, it was like kind of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coney Island High was uh-huh. and, uh-huh. and I went back. A couple years later, now it's just like the high-end condo. Yes, right. Something. It's yeah. like how they how they did Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's people. Amazing. My mom um, was born in uh, 
Red Hook projects, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm like, yeah, my mom's, you know, born in Red Hook and stuff like that. They're like, oh, Red Hook is nice, girl. She must have had money. And I'm like, yeah. mommy, you had money? She was like, uh-uh, no, no, no. I love it. No way. Um, I just, I want to talk about this new website real quick because I'm super excited about it and I want to let our fans know about it. It's called jet.com. And um, basically, you can go on jet.com and literally get whatever the hell you want. Like anything. So um, if you log on right now, you get $10 off your first three orders over $35. If you just go to jet.com and put in the promo code Amber at checkout, um, you will get $10 off the first three orders over $35. You can get groceries. You can get... Um, Disposable razors. You can get anything. You get tied. You can get paper products, From diapers. Sitting on your couch. Pet supplies. And it'll all be um, delivered. So that is jet.com. And put in the promo code Amber at checkout. And uh, yeah, get to shopping. And terms Ooh, they and got, conditions apply. So see jet.com for details. They got mattresses. They got patio furniture. They got they got speakers. And uh, is it a subscription service where if I no, order? No, it's no not. No membership needed. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, just like, you know, if you're like, mm, I need some paper towels. Yeah. Just go in there real quick. Boom. Uh-huh. Sent to your house. I mean, this is amazing. I love that. You know, um, uh, you know, I spend time in Wyoming, and a lot of times you have to go into town to get stuff. You know, Ooh. which is twenty minutes away. No one's got time for that. No, I'm gonna call Jet.com. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so log on to Jet.com, man. This is really, really dope, and um, I hope you guys enjoy it and uh, get what, get what you need. We have Dominic on the line. Hey, Dominic. Hey, how are you? Good. You're here with RuPaul and Amber Rose. What up, what up? I, I, I'm like, I am fully aware of who I'm with. I'm like, I, gotta, I need to collect myself. <laughs> <laughs> What's your question, babe? How are you guys today? Good. How can we help you? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, let's see. Let's see. I got a lot of problems. So my reoccurring problem that like occurs in my life with like date and love and sex and et cetera is I'm a gay male in San Francisco and I literally always gravitate towards straight men whether that be dating like straight men mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's been like a reoccurring problem <laughs> but at the same time I don't know how to fix it uh, Silence. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a very, it's very common. Yes, it is. It is it's very common. common. It's, it, you know, I'm, I'm going to break it down for you real quick. Okay, it is. Uh, it's you're avoiding actual real, real love uh, and someone who will actually love you. you now you've heard that where girls will fall in love with gay guys because. They don't want to actually really get into it. Mm. It's a safe place to go because they know nothing's really ever going to come of it. You right, know? right. And then also, also in gay culture, too, there's this sort of um, fetishes. I don't know how to say this word. Fetishization yeah. of, of, yes, of, of straight men. And, and it's a way to never really quite making that real connection. And let me add another layer to mm. it. In, embedded deep. in there might also be some femphobia, some homophobia. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you're going for like, what is the, you know, quintessential uber masculine man? He has to be right. straight. Right. But yeah, that's not going to work. Hon- <laughs> no. Honestly, um, I've always just found 
like, it's not just I gravitate towards straight men. It's like straight men gravitate towards me, I've noticed. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm the crazy one because I'm like, oh, am I making this stuff up in my head? Let me ask you a question. And I'll if, if straight men are gravitating towards you, then what's the problem? It sounds like you might be finding straight guys that are interested in being with a man. Are you saying it doesn't work out because so, it doesn't become relational? It, it, there have been instances where it becomes relational. Like, I don't know how I would phrase that relational, but like where we were going out every single day, they would pick me up from my house, pick me out, et cetera, et cetera. Um, even to the point where like, I lived in smaller towns and stuff, so it's always been like a reoccurring problem because in smaller towns, like there's not as huge like a, a gay populace there. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, so they're like, like down low the guys. They're like down low guys that kind of want to have like relations with you, but never really want to fully come out. There are a ton. There are too many, mm-hmm. honestly. But and is there sex? That's like, is there sex? Is there sex? Yeah. I try to be a prude to the best of my ability. Not really, but I'm like, I really don't want to be that person because like I find myself I you want me to give you a real situation like a real talk situation okay <laughs> um there was like an instant where there was a guy and we were dating we had sex et cetera, et cetera. like we would, we were going out all the time they would pick me up they would compliment me kiss me on the cheek hold my hand all of this and that and the other okay and then three months down the line he tells me that he has a pregnant girlfriend Mm. of like six months mm. i'm and sorry so, about that that sucks and that like that's just like the reoccurring theme it's like oh i'll find a guy who i really enjoy their company i really enjoy their presence their aura you know like just everything about them just maybe you're just looking like, in the person. wrong places what do you think dr chris i don't yeah it's it's there's a complexity of this because i feel like there's a whole there's a lot of different elements that we're talking about at one time so i'm trying to like at least latch on at least one of them <clears throat> i would say this because i want to make this maybe broad for the audience um if you're meeting straight guys that are interested in being with you well then congrats you're meeting straight guys that are interested in being with you and they're willing to take you out and there's something relational happening that's awesome but if you're finding people that are already committed with something else and that might be the implication of I have a pregnant girlfriend. Well, then you need to ask more questions or move slower or do investigative you know, stuff prior. I, I don't know. But I mean, there's a lot in here. There's a lot in here. And I've seen this, this occurrence a lot. And what ends up happening is that most people don't want to belong to a club that would have them as a member. And let's say that again. Most people do not want to belong to a club that would have them as a member. So they seek, they're the chaser. They're always chasing, chasing, chasing. And you know, actually when I met my partner, it was the first time I'd been in a situation where somebody was chasing me. And, I, and I'd had so many horrible situations before. Because you know, I mentioned earlier, my, I was chasing my parents' approval. So that was my pattern in life. I was, I was the chasee, I was a chaser. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, when I met someone who was chasing, it occurred to me finally, I had enough of the other stuff. It occurred to me, why don't you allow someone to love you right and it changed every that was 23 years ago mm. and that it changed everything so i'm i i think you should uh you should examine what your real motivation is you have to ask yourself am i open to actual love with another gay man or am i chasing this fantasy that i know on a subconscious level will never work out right Right, so stop walking yourself yeah, into okay. situations that clearly don't have what you want. Thanks, Dominic. Good luck, good luck babe. All right, good luck. 
Yeah, that's deep. I've seen a lot. I've seen it with women too. Actually, all of us. All of us, we live these parallel lives where there's a fantasy life and then there's real life. Mm. And a lot of times we can't differentiate the two. We, we, they blend together. And right. again, that's what goes back to that balance thing where you, where you have to um, come clean with yourself and, and get really real with what do I really want? Yeah. Yeah, there comes a point where you have to start analyzing yourself if everything is going wrong all the time right. in your life, in relationships, everything, business. Exactly. You know, not everybody could be wrong and you're always right. Right. What role you do you I mean? play? Right. Yes, in don't your be the victim. Yeah. So there's a book coming out. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus is going to be a black man in it and he's going to have a boyfriend, a white boyfriend. Hmm. It's going to be a children's book. Okay. We're all we're all not like that's cool that's cool yeah. but like there's gonna be a backlash uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah of course uh-huh. it's like buckle down and wait for that but I love this kind of stuff I have I don't think I've ever told you this I have a big collection of children's books huh. and they all tend to be the more um, alternative styled mm-hmm. um, there's one called My Little Princess Boy have you heard of this Mm-mm. so this mother had a little boy and he was into dressing up at a very young age in um, princessy clothing and you know traditional females clothing and there wasn't any books out that mirrored that mm-hmm. and he felt really out of place so she wrote it mm. and it was the most adorable book so I have like so books cute. like that so this bad boy is going to my book collection I love that that's well, so cool well you know the Santa Claus uh, uh, parable is really a way to teach young children uh, the concept of karma the idea that if you do good things good things will come to you and it's a that's that's what it is so mm-hmm. this slant on it is, is is beautiful it doesn't change the parable at all which yeah. is you do good things, good things will come to you. Mm-hmm. But yet it will get derailed. The message, uh-huh. the beautiful message well, will get ignored. Listen, <laughs> guess what? Don't fucking buy the book then. <laughs> I mean. There you go. It's so simple. Don't buy it. I know. Shut your mouth, mind your business, and don't buy the fucking book. It's so simple. <laughs> it's true. The, the, the author's response, this is kind of beautiful. The author's response to those that might be angered at the prospect of this said, Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> I, love that. I love it. Amen. Gonna Everything okay. is going to be all right. That's right. Yeah. It really will be. I love that. Wait, that was really beautiful. Thank you for saying that. I never really acknowledged or took notice that the Santa parable is about karma. Yeah, it know, is. The kind of person in the world. Yeah, That's because it's a, it's a, karma is a complex concept. And right. this is a way for to teach it to young people uh, in a way that they can understand it. And so much of really, I'm, again, I'm not a Christian, but so much of the stories in the Bible are actually um, parables and they're meant to be figurative not literal right. and that's when people that's when things get really shaky because some people take a lot of things literally it's and they're just a metaphor just, folks exactly. <laughs> you know what I see sometimes I see I see people saying like why is there so many gay people nowadays than back in the day right yeah. and like it's so funny because it's like it's the same amount of gay people. Yes. It's just people didn't talk about it before right. because they were shamed for it. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, I'm 13 and I'm gay. Like, people know when they're yeah. gay. Yeah. You yeah. know, before they just couldn't do it. Well, we, and also, as of 100 years ago, we didn't even have a label for homosexuality. It wasn't, right. it wasn't a term that existed. And then when it came to be, it became a pathologized term. So it was something that people shied away from. Mm-hmm. So it's just oh, then now. it was like, let me, let me, you have to go to a doctor to totally fix right. that. There's it something was, I wrong think, with like you. like 75 that the diagnostic manual pulled out homosexuality as something that was a disorder. Mm. So it's only in the past couple of decades that you can own That's it. That's so and crazy. Feel medically okay. You know yeah. what I think yeah. is so cool? I think that like 
like when my my son is four years old now and like when he's in high school it's not gonna be weird i think when he's in high school he's gonna be like mommy when you were young gay people couldn't get married that's so weird i can't believe you lived in a time where gay people didn't have rights like yeah. that's so you know and it's gonna be so or cool to if you had a that. penis you couldn't wear a dress mm-hmm. right that too <laughs> right mm-hmm. that too he's gonna be blown away by that i hope yeah because he you know amber will slap a wig on his, on her son's head and the shit storm mm-hmm. that will come from that you mean take a picture and on instagram yeah. people will yeah. oh right little right. four-year-old sebastian and yeah. the shit storm my son is obsessed with halloween he loves Halloween. I so. saw the Halloween stuff around. The oh house. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's every, Hall- Halloween is every day in this house. I love that. Yeah. So he loves it, and so like you know, I have like a bunch of wigs and stuff from Halloween, and yeah. he'll put it on and be like, "I'm a creepy zombie, yes. mom." And so you know, people are like, "He he's gonna be gay. He has a no, wig on." No, he hasn't sexualized it yet. <sighs> he, he's, not, he's he's thinking into you know. I I've kept that way of thinking of I like to use all the colors in the crayon box, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily sexualizing a color or a texture I feel like I came to this planet I want to play with all the toys no yeah. judgment no right. judgment so um, that's great yeah and they get mad at me because I paint my son's nails because um, I go to the nail salon and he's like mommy I want to come to the nail salon with you I want to paint my nails with you and I'm like come on baby come yeah. to the nail salon and I'm like you pick out any color that you want and his favorite color is orange for and Halloween orange is my favorite color too. and yes. for pumpkins and so I get his nails orange and then it's like you're making your son gay. You're no. pushing your son into like this gayness. <laughs> no. You have gay assistants that wear like makeup uh. and hair and shit. So like and I'm like Jesus Christ, man. I first of all, I didn't even start like liking guys or girls or whatever I was attracted to sexually until I was like 15, 16 right. years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't, he's not even thinking about anything like that. Right. He plays in my makeup all the time. Um, and he's just a little boy and he's creative. And I'm not going to block his creativity, whether it comes to his nails or putting makeup all over his face. And another thing is that my boy doesn't put my makeup on and say, I'm a princess. Right. Or I want to be a girl. He says, I'm a creepy zombie. Look at all this. <laughs> right. You know? And and I let him do that. And I let him be creative and be exactly who he is. And, you know, um, it's funny because, like, my boys, you can see, like, my, my boys that, that live in the house yeah, with me, that work crew, for me. Yes. Um, they're all gay. All of them. And um, it, uh, Benji likes to refer to himself as... Uh, uh, Tom girl uh-huh. <laughs> and um, you know and so the so they were like all just like dancing and stuff like that right and then my boy he was like dancing and stuff and they're like your boy is dancing gay and I'm like my boy dances like me because I'm his mama and right. I'm with him every five minutes of the, every minute yeah. of the day and my boy dances like me right, right? Right, right and it's just so it's so crazy how we're still very far away from people actually realizing, you know, I had to, I had to put like a whole comment out there and I was like, why don't you get a wig, right? Go put it on your boyfriend or your dad and see if they want to fuck men. Right. Right. Just see if it'll work. And if they do, more power to them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Amen. there ain't nothing wrong with that. No. But I'm just saying a straight, like yeah. a regular straight guy 
Go put a wig on him. Yeah. That's what you're basically saying that yeah. I'm doing to my kid. And guess what? If my kid's going to be gay, he's going to be gay whether he wears a wig or not. Right. Yeah. No. You know, knowledge is power, and that's what people forget. It's, just sad. it's important to play with all the toys, all the colors, use it. That's what we came here for. But other people like to project their own limitations onto yeah. you, mm-hmm. onto your children. And that is. That is wrong. Actually, you know what? Let them project it. The truth is, you're being a great mother. You are ex- you are his his uh, 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 curator mm-hmm. on this planet, and you're saying, "Look at all these colors. Look at all these things." But, but Rue, what what do I look like as a mother saying, "Oh no, you can't paint your nails. That's right. for girls. Right. Boys don't do that." That's horrible. I would horrible. never say that to my kid. It's I also would never stupid ever do and that. historical because a century ago, we actually dressed boys in red and pink because it was regal mm-hmm. and girls were dressed in blue. Right. So it's always bullshit when parents are like, oh, my daughter, she loves pink. No, she doesn't. You socialized her that way. You yeah. surrounded her with right. it. Give yeah. me a break. Yeah. I actually really love pink though. That's cool. <laughs> I do. Who likes orange? I love, I love I like green and black. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, some, I, I remember I realized when orange was my favorite, I was about 34 when it, I it just does something to me. <laughs> it makes me feel so good. I don't oh. know what it is. I can't explain it. It's a, awesome. There's an energy in it. Like I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of the orange when you're saying that, and yeah. it's like it makes me happy. Yeah, like orange is a happy ass color. But it, so is yellow. You're wearing a lot of yellow. Yeah, I'm wearing yellow today. Yeah, you look awesome. Um, we have one more call. Is Ashley on the line? Hello. Hi, hi, Ashley. You're on with me, Dr. Chris, and RuPaul. What's your question? Okay, my question is all right. Maybe like seven years ago, I used to date this guy, and you know we both do our thing. And I was about to go down until I start smelling shit. Ooh. So I made up an excuse. I was like, literal oh shit, gosh. literal shit, like poop or just bad stuff. Like, so. like poop. Okay. Like poop. Mm-hmm. So I just made up an excuse. I was like, oh my gosh, we can't do it no more. It's too big. We just gotta stop. So, so wait, this was my seven is, years ago, and then you just rekindled it to go down on him? No, this happened seven years ago. So what I'm saying okay. is I have a fear of going down just because I don't want to smell that mm. smell anymore. I haven't really went down on nobody in a long time because I have a fear of going down because I'm gonna, I feel like I'm going to smell that. <laughs> my heart breaks because the next time you try you might smell it again because you know right. the penis and the balls are near the butthole and that can be a pungent the, smell but, well, come on like. man come on man oh I'm not look I'm not I, listen I'm not, I'm not gonna let nobody go down on me even if I listen even if I gotta get a baby wipe real quick if I you know what I mean if if I if I only have a minute I'm like excuse me let me just you know mm-hmm. pat, you know mm-hmm. get myself together real quick <laughs> but I'm not I mean it's I'll it's rude what, a lot of guys Wipe your ass. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of guys right. that a lot of guys that don't have anal sex, uh, a lot of guys that might be more on the hetero scale, aren't used to considering their butthole mm-hmm. because it's not in play, and so they're not used to having mm-hmm. to have an awareness. So it's like a wake up call to everyone. Like yo, dudes, yeah. When a girl or a guy goes down on you, they might smell you. So start to pay attention to such things, right? Because <laughs> you, or you could start with a shower. You could start your your foreplay with a shower. That's one way to. But what guarantee. if I'm behind a dumpster? <laughs> Or just, in the backseat of a car. Yeah. yeah. Come on now, really. <laughs> but, my, but my whole thing, okay, you take a shit in a gas station, you still gonna, you know, put <laughs> some water on the on the toilet paper sure. and make sure your ass is clean. I'm sorry. Yeah. So That's it's rude. A, it, it's a reminder to the guys and to you, um, I don't remember what your name was. Uh, Ashley. 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 Yeah. 
you're going to have to just practice. You're going to have to get, yeah. get out there, get back on that horse. Yeah. Okay, I will. I'm gonna try that. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I feel like you know, as girls, we make sure we don't have a smell in that. Yeah. We'll go to the bathroom real quick or something like that. Right. I feel like maybe they should start doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, all the guys that are listening. Wipe your ass. Mm-hmm. Make sure, you know, get you a little baby wipe or get in the shower first. I mean, have some fucking consideration. It's true. Yeah. 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 I mean, although I like I like a musty ball smell. Sure. Like sometimes I, I find it very sexy, but like mm-hmm. literal like shit. I can't yeah. I can't bang with it. Yeah. Thanks All for right. that, Ashley. All right, Ash, good luck. Um, okay. So, uh Rue. Mm-hmm. You're on season nine. Season nine. Wow. All these years. And it's now on VH1. Yes. All the time. Um, DragCon is coming up on April 29th and 30th at the LA Convention Center. Um, This is the third year. Congratulations. Thank you. Go to the website and purchase tickets. www.rupaul.com. That's easy. Mm -hmm. Twitter at RuPaul. Instagram RuPaul Official. You are absolutely amazing. Thank you so Thanks much so cool for coming. Thank you so much. My pleasure. We had such a great time. And um, until next week, everyone. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.